Good evening. Today is Monday, May 8th, um, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step 11, and our speaker is Leslie Kay. Thank you, Leslie. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here tonight. My name is Leslie, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm very grateful to be a part of this group. Um, and I, I just as a, uh, you know, a brief qualifier, I, I'm, I, there's nothing brief about me. I, I'm kidding myself if I can say one sentence ideas, but no, I'm going to try really hard to be brief, but, um, it's, uh, it's been a long journey for me with many, many, uh, relapses. And, um, I, I would go 30 days. 60, 90, six months, nine months a year, all the standard periods of time and relapse. And sometimes I'd go 90. I didn't go in that order. I would go 90 and then I'd, I I would have one thing, right? Uh, and I would think, oh, well, I can handle this. It's just one. And I never could. And uh, all of these years that I've been relapsing, I have not understood the power of gluten um, for me. And, uh, and I understand it now. And I, um, I respect it like a, uh, a well-trained um, samurai warrior who's out to kill me. Um, I know that I cannot have gluten. I, I was uh, abstinent um, 10 years, that was my longest run. Uh, I was absent two years in how, if any of you know about how, um, you know that there, that is like a, a super rigorous approach to this program. And um, uh, how stands for honest, open-minded and willing. And I was willing and I did it to the book for two, for two years, to the book, to the letter. And uh, and then I moved from Los Angeles, where there were lots of meetings every day, to Southern Oregon, where no, they had never heard of how. And there were a couple of OA meetings, but at this point, I was just committed, you know, to um, this structured approach. And I got here. I lost my people. I lost my community, and I relapsed. And I relapsed on one crouton. Um, I, I'll never forget that because I had I had one crouton in a salad. I thought I'm just going to have one, and I put all the others aside, and uh, and I and I I relapsed. So that that's a little bit to so that you know um, that I've earned my seat. I'm sorry I don't have pictures. I thought I had gotten rid of all of my fat pictures, but then I was scrolling through my partner's um, <laughs> picture album, <laughs> and there are lots of them in there. So um, that's pretty horrifying. I thought I had like purged everything, but um, uh, I, one day I will try to capture some of those so that I can share them um, because it's it just it just is another moment of accountability, you know, and and awareness. Um, and for me, the first step, uh, awareness is the first step to change. So, um, 
I, I really try hard to um, stay in awareness, which brings me to step 11. Um, and for me, uh, I was raised Quaker, so I, I'm not a birthright Quaker, but I was raised Quaker in a Quaker boarding school. And um, I learned about meditation. Uh, I learned from women who had the black bonnet with a little bit of white underneath that ties under the chin and long black uh, dresses down to the ground and high button shoes. Um, and they quaked when they spoke. They quaked and uh, and they meditated and they taught me, they gave me that gift of meditation. I was an undiagnosed ADHD kid, so meditation did not come easy to me, but the Quakers calmed my central nervous system. They were such loving, there was such a loving community and there was no addiction running in that community, um, which was different than my family. There was, I was riddled, my family was riddled with addiction. So my central nervous system was on alert all the time as a kid, not knowing when the other shoe would drop. And uh, so when I got to boarding school, I just felt this calm, um, warm embrace in the silence. And the Quakers, this, is, this sounds like I'm talking a lot about Quakers, but this all relates to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The Quakers spoke thee, thy, and thou. And because I was not a birthright Quaker, they didn't speak to me uh, in that way. Um, and I wanted them to. I wanted to belong. I wanted to feel a part of. But as I grew in that community, I grew to understand that that is a very intimate expression of um, familial, um, it's a familial expression. Um, how How is thee today? Um, is thee going to the store? Uh, are thy parents coming for the weekend? Um, when will thee be ready to go? They would say that to each other, but not to me. And I didn't try, I didn't say it. But when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous and I got to this book, it was like, oh, I felt like, yeah, these people are speaking the, the, the language of the heart. They're speaking the language that the Quakers speak to each other because they are in community with one another. And that mattered to me. That gave me a sense of immediate belonging. So if anyone is struggling around thee, thy, and thou, please take my number. It's right there, there. <laughs> I have a hard time finding my camera, but it's it's right there. Um, and I I love outreach calls. So uh, you know, any anything that uh anyone wants to talk about is not off limits for me. I I I I reach out to men, I reach out to women. I reach out to my community as a whole because that is what's kept me coming back. I have not stayed abstinent, I admit that, but today I am abstinent. Um, uh, I have, today is the, um, yeah, I have 22 months of abstinence currently and, uh, and I feel 
so excited to share that with you. Um, and I have 39 years clean and sober. So I am grateful for that time because the clarity that sobriety has brought me um, has brought awareness that I don't know that I could have accessed um, if I had just uh, approached my my eating ism, my eating disease um, from like hit the ground running. And for those of you that are doing that, God love you. God bless you. I am so happy for you that you have found us and that you call this home. Um, that it was not my story. I got to Overeaters Anonymous first. I came to Overeaters Anonymous three years before I got clean and sober. So uh, I, I had a I had a little bit of information about OA um, going into my other ism, um, and then all the other stuff that I have addressed over the years are all real for me. Um, and once again, you know, I am an open, I talk openly about, um, I, I talk openly about my bulimia now, thanks to this group. I never, ever talked about my bulimia until I got to this group. And I have to say that I have been in the same relationship with my same partner for 21 years. And when I did my fourth step, uh, and I re released it my and I gave away my my fifth to my sponsor in this room um, who isn't here tonight, but if I met her in this room. Um, I in my in, in my uh, working the back end of the program with her, I realized that I needed to tell my partner that I was bulimic and I did it without any reservation because I was ready. I was ready to clean house. I did not want that reservation in the back of my mind, that reservation that the book talks about, that tells me that if nobody knows, I can only I can I can do it once. That is not my story. And I have proven it to myself over and over all of these years. So um it just I just realized that I'm being recorded. <laughs> And I forget, you know, I forget that I'm being recorded and I say things that are going to stick in the universe for the rest of my life and my children's lives. So um, please keep that in mind when you're sharing what I say, <laughs> because I don't know what is going to come out of my mouth. But I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be the truth to the best of my ability. That's what I do know, because that's what you taught me. You taught me, and you and it says so in the book. It tells us um, that we can trust anything that an alcoholic who is in recovery says. We can trust anything. And I believe that to be true for compulsive overeaters. I believe that if you are in recovery, I will believe what you tell me because the book told me and I have witnessed it through the years. And I know it for myself to be true, that I tell you the truth today. I, I have no time left to lie or cheat or steal or, or steal your partner or steal your lover. 
I have no time left to do these things because I'm not capable of knowing when I will get recovery again. You know, I think when I start a binge, I think that's just one bite and then it's a binge and then it's a year and then it's two. And I don't know where the time has gone. And the only thing that has been consistent for me is I have kept coming back to these rooms. I have never left. So um, for the people who just are like me, there's hope. And I have hope today. And do I believe that I will never relapse again? No, I don't have that belief because my disease has not afforded me that uh, gift. But do I believe that if I continue to show up, suit up and show up every day, I have a chance of serenity in my life, which also includes working this beautiful program? Yes, then I believe I could possibly stay abstinent for the rest of my life. But I know for sure I can do it for the rest of today. I know that for sure, right? So um, the, uh, the, the thing I, I would like to say, I, I called my friend um, and she's here tonight. She, she has listened to every, every recording we've ever made in CYOC, but she is here with us tonight. I'm so grateful that she is in the room. And um, uh, I said, um, help me get grounded before I speak. And she said, well, let's see, you can't mess up step 11. <laughs> and I thought, God, how lucky am I to be speaking on a step that I can't mess up? You know, what a what a miracle, what a gift that is. So um, that's what I, that's why I love outreach. Because the people that I do outreach with, they speak uh, this language of love, you know, this language of hope, this language of belief in one another. That's the language we speak to each other. And I can look you in the eye and, and, and you know that I am fully present with you. Uh, I can't say that about my uh, relationships in all my other affairs. I do my best, you know, but am I going to be met with that same amount of openness and honesty and willingness and that listening ear that I have developed in these rooms? Uh, I don't know, but do I know it with all of you? Yes, I do. I know it with all of you and you have not let me down. If I have ever had my ass falling off and I've called any one of you, I have not uh, been met with anything but love, unconditional love and acceptance for where I'm at right now. And even some ideas around solution. Because I generally call people who are solution oriented when I'm in trouble. When my ass is falling off, I don't, uh, I don't call just anybody. I call somebody in the program and it's either a newcomer uh, who's on fire with their recovery or an old timer who's going to give me sage, uh, uh, not even advice, but just wisdom, right? My son and I were in Los Angeles, and this is related to directly to step 11. Um, and he's seeking, you know, he is still trying to control and enjoy his ism. And, uh, 
And he's doing a really good job doing that, right? I mean, he's made huge progress. Um, so we went to this person's house who was there uh, at the beginning of my uh, recovery. And she is many, many, many years uh, clean and sober and is um, a teacher of meditation in Los Angeles. And uh, she looked him in the eye in the way that, you know, people who understand um, that, that centered, um, the ability to just focus and have one thought in your mind at a time, which has never been my story, but it is certainly the way that she is in the world. And she was looking at him across the table and she said, and what would you like to uh, talk about, Ian? And he said, well, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, what would you say is the biggest benefit that you've gotten from meditation? And she's without hesitation, without a beat, she looked him in the eye and she said, being with you here now. And I looked at her and I thought, oh, my God, was that fabulous? You know, I was like, yes, if you know, if that's the gift of meditation and the ability to find stillness in my life, I'm all in because I want that ability to be with you here and now. Uh, it's it's a goal, right? I, I don't hit the mark every time. I have a million thoughts that float through my mind. But in my meditation practice, I just try to observe them without uh, attaching. And I just watch them as they go by. And then they go. And then a new thought comes. And in between those two thoughts, I might have a moment of stillness. I might have a moment of grace from a tortured thought. I might have a moment of peace, um, serenity, joy. Uh, a smile may come over my face. Um, I may get a wince wave. And I know that you know what I mean. Um, but for those of you who don't, my sponsor of many, many years said that wince waves are when you're butt puckers, when you think, oh, I can't believe I just said that. And uh, I can't believe that's being recorded. But as I said, I have very little power over what, what I hold back from you if I think it's useful. And that's it. I do think that's useful information. You know, if I get that experience of a wince wave as med in meditation, I know that that's a thought that needs attention. It needs a tenth step. It needs a more specific um, uh, direction, you know, um, good orderly direction, God, my higher power, my higher power was gifted to me in this group by Lori minor one minute left. Happy. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, one minute to say that my, uh, my prayer and meditation practice and my higher power uh, were gifted to me throughout my program, but especially in CYOC, um, truth, love, justice, beauty, kindness, joy, and grace. That's my higher power. And it serves me. I've waited a long time to come up with that. 
And it came to me. I didn't have to create it. It came to me. And what it means to me is when I'm in that vibration, when I am in truth, when I am in love, when I am in justice, when I am in beauty, when I am in kindness, when I am in joy or grace, when I am in grace, I honestly believe that that is my God working through me and for me. So um, the third step and the seventh step. Just a prayer, reminder. That's it. That's that's it. Okay. Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear from all of you. And uh, thank you for letting me share. I hope it was helpful to those of you that um, have, you know, questions about step 11. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leslie. You are very loved by this group. Um, I've, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raise hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speakers ask a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And uh, Meredith B, please share. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith B., a compulsive overeater, recovered in um, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Leslie, thank you so much. I love you. Um, I, When you were talking about how in the beginning, um, it just struck me that you said, <clears throat> I did it by the book for two years. And um, I think I've tried to do everything by the book for my whole life. I'm a rule follower and it didn't, it didn't get me anywhere. It got me, it got me uh, exhausted and I mean, I couldn't do it. So um, frustrated, angry. I was so angry, all those things. Um, and it just, you know, that would have been another scheme for me to do, to, you know, check a box, uh, get an A, whatever. So that was striking. Oh, and then uh, that you even said, you know, once I moved, I didn't have it. It was so hopefully, uh, or actually, I know that my program, the program that I work now um, isn't contingent. The success of it is not contingent on circumstances. I mean, hopefully I can go anywhere and take my higher power with me and have peace or um, ways to find it. Fellowship, thank you all. I mean, you save my life daily. It's amazing, amazing. Um, and I love that you said, um, we can trust what people say in here. That is such a gift. Um, yeah, I don't even have to think about it. Um, I think it's funny too, in the beginning, when I was um, my most recent beginning, 
um, when I was, it was suggested that I call three people a day and getting used to that whole thing. Um, you know, sometimes I would hop on the phone and just dive right in. And then um, it just from a number from a, a group chat. And then at the end of the conversation, we'd both be like, um, oh, I would love to talk again. Wait, what was your name? <laughs> like, we're, we're sisters, but we don't know each other's name. Um, so thank you. Thanks for your share, Leslie. And um, thanks, everybody for being here. Um, I love this group too. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Meredith and Betty. Please share. Hi again, I'm Betty S. Covered compulsive weed in Florida. Leslie, let me find you. Leslie, hey, thank you, girl. Oh, that was awesome. I share so much of your history. I, 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 you made me feel at home. <laughs> um, Long-term history in in a way. Um, uh, you know, relapsing over and over and over and over and landing, landing here. And um, so grateful to land here. You were one of the first people that welcomed me when I landed here. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, I loved hearing your share. You, you are so, uh, you are so real and so open and honest. And I met you at the birthday party in person and I was like, Wow, that's awesome. Of course, with a lot of other wonderful people from this group. Um, so I'm just thrilled that you were speaking with us tonight. And thank you so much. Um, I, I would really like for my benefit and any, anybody else that's interested to know, um, what is your practice for the 11th step, Leslie? I'd love to hear your share on that. And thank you so much again. Oh, I guess I am myself. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Betty. Yes, and boy, that birthday party, that was really fun to meet so many of you. Wonderful, just wonderful. Um, my 11-step practice is um, kindness. It To me, um, I, I, I try really hard to be kind. Um, and some days it's, it's effortless and some days... It requires more of me. Um, I do uh, meditate. Um, I would say my average meditation time is between 10 and 20 minutes, you know. Um, but I wake up at four o'clock every morning, almost every morning, to take uh, a, a medication for my thyroid. And, um, and I have to sit up. And I, I, I use that time to meditate. It's beautiful. It's become a beautiful moment for me. Um, I, I memorized the third and seventh step prayers many, many years ago. So I use the third and seventh. Um, I try to do outreach as part of my 11th step. I know that sounds weird because it sounds like it should be 12. But for me, listening uh, to people in a in a uh, outreach call, there's a there's a, a a stillness because listening deeply listening uh, requires a stillness and that requires a practice. So stillness uh, is a practice for me. Um, yeah, I, those are the things that come to me. Thanks for asking. 
Thank you, Leslie. And thank you, Betty. And next we have Mary. Hi, everybody. It's Mary, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, everyone, for doing service. Leslie, thank you so much for your share. I really appreciated it. I heard you not too long ago, I'd say within the last six months. And it, uh, when you mentioned gluten, after that meeting, I looked up gluten. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my red list. You know, everything on that gluten is my red list. And what I really, um, I also am in both programs, got sober first, and I came into OA, well, many years ago, but it didn't, I didn't stick and stay. And I kept trying throughout the years, but I came in about 23 months ago. And um, I heard about this meeting and I don't know why I just never got here before. This is my first time here and I'm so excited to be here. Um, and, and to hear you and be part of the group. I see a lot of familiar faces. But one thing that really touched me was when you uh, talked about the Quakers, and I'm originally from Pennsylvania, a big Quaker state. Um, you said the calm, warm embrace. That's how my higher power feels to me when I'm connected. You know, when I'm connected, which I wish I was every minute of every day, which I'm not, there's this loving warm feeling of saturation, just saturated with love. And another thing, when you talked about the meditator and said, being right here with you now, um, five years ago, I was diagnosed with the, something called mesothelioma from baby powder. And I was so scared, but I practice just being in the moment. If I'm right here, right now, with you and everybody in this moment, the now, I feel loved and I feel supported and I don't feel afraid. So when those times of fear and decision come, you know, I go back to being in the moment and realizing that my higher power has always given me everything, everything I needed and most of what I wanted and loves me. And with that, I'd like to pass and thank everyone for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for coming. Come back. And um, Amy, please share. Thanks. <clears throat> Amy B., compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state from the food today. Thank you, Francesca, for leading. Thank you, Yvonne, for Zoom hosting. Thank you, Lisa, for timing. Um, everybody for for being here and especially thank you Leslie for your beautiful lead and qualification tonight I want to take a moment to welcome anybody new to the meeting um, welcome back anybody returning and just say hi to everyone my family as uh, somebody previously shared you know we may not know each other's name, but we are siblings. We are cousins. We are sisters and brothers. And, um, you know, the language of the heart, chosen family, like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We are in our shared problem, our shared solution, our spiritual malady and our spiritual growth. We are family. And I'm very grateful for that. And Leslie, um, Let's talk about principles and not personalities. The inclusivity, the welcoming, the outreach, the service. 
the spirituality goosed with the spirit and the light and the warmth that you carry. It's, I'm talking about principles, not personalities. This is what this program, right? These are the miracles, right? This is the higher power. And Leslie, thank you for yours tonight. Truth, beauty, justice, grace. I love the addition of grace. That's been a big one for me. And speaking of the 11th step, um, personalizing, um, instead of the question in the nightly review, what could I have done better? I now ask myself, where could I have shown more grace to myself and to others? Because that really is what I could have done better most of the time. And it words it in a way um, that I feel like includes grace. Um, I want to thank you for your the, thy, and thou identification. Because for me, my personal reaction to words like that is that they distance me. So to hear somebody talk about how the very same thing these are all our own stories and we can choose to bring and borrow and see things from each other's perspectives. My experience is so different than yours, but my feeling of being found is, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it feels like it's the same. Um, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm just really, really grateful for this program. The 11th step is a beautiful thing. And gentle for, reminder. Thank you very much. And I encourage everybody to share their versions of it because you never know who you might help. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. And um, I believe it is now time to pause the recording.